this is a quote for <laughs> people that know the shining book and uh-huh. not the movie i'm gonna preface it <laughs> <laughs> time to listen to your podcast danny boy so watch us on the couch we have a donut <laughs> Welcome to Watchers on the Couch. I'm here with my co-host, Debbie. Say hello to listeners, Debbie. Hello to listeners, Debbie. That's not what I meant. I'm Chris Nays, Debbie's co-host, and we are here to cover the show Castle Rock. We're on episode eight. If you have not heard the seven previous and then one pre-episode thing, what are you doing with your life? You're living dangerously okay we, that's one way of putting it i was gonna say wrong oh <laughs> go back and listen to those if you started the series on episode eight you're really confused <laughs> <laughs> but like i said we're here to cover castle rock and we have a lot to cover today chiefly episode eight entitled past perfect but before that, let's talk about some other stuff, shall we? Shall we? We shall. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing I wanted to mention is that there is going to be a Blu-ray released for the movie Maximum Overdrive. Have you ever seen that, Debbie? Yes. They, uh, they can do that for Blu-ray? <laughs> yeah, apparently they can. Uh, it is... Wait, wait, wait. Let me... Is that the one with Emilio Estevez? Yes. Okay. I just watched that a couple months ago. Really? They can make that into Blu-ray? Apparently they can. Wow. That doesn't look like... Well... Stephen King's only... Um, well, his directorial debut <laughs> and only um, turn as director of a movie. Because he knew he did so good. He set the bar oh, yeah. so high with himself. With, Certainly. With Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. That he knew he never could get that high again. Literally that get that high because he was <laughs> coked up the entire time. Makes sense. I don't know if you heard this, but a stunt guy got like blinded during that movie, during the lawnmower scene. I could see how that could happen. Some crazy shit happened. <laughs> a guy got ran over, got eaten by the lawnmower. Well, I think the, um, I think like something shot off of the lawnmower into this guy's face. Oh. Yeah. So that ended badly. But anyway, the <laughs> Blu-ray has a whole bunch of extras. Which, um, don't quote me on this, but I think it's from Scream Factory, and they're known for, like, loading up their Blu-rays with a whole bunch of shit. So, I have a list here, and it's really blurry on my phone for some reason, so I'm going to attempt to read it. Audio commentary with the writer. Uh, he's the, uh, or, I'm sorry. With writer Tony something... Author of a biography of Stephen King. Audio commentary by uh, actor and comedian Jonah Ray. Oh. Who did... Who's like the host of the uh, um, Mystery Science Theater reboot. 
Yeah, we already I, have a cat right in the middle of everything. I feel like he's he's got to go up on the board already because I'm pretty sure his purring is. Yeah. Um, there's a feature with an interview uh, with a producer of the movie. Uh, an interview with actress Laura Harrington, who's in the movie. Is she the girlfriend character? I don't know. Uh, another featurette with other actors. Another featurette with the makeup people. Another featurette with uh, kind of background of filming with the production crew in North Carolina. Um, no. A featurette all about ACDC's involvement in the movie. <laughs> It's getting ridiculous, isn't it? Um, let's see. Another featurette with... Uh, How long are these featurettes? I don't know. <laughs> They're probably all like 15 minutes each. Bonus stuff's going to yeah. be longer than the movie. Behind the scenes footage, a still gallery, theatrical trailer, and TV spots. So those are your normal kind of Blu-ray yeah. stuff that were probably on the DVD. But all those featurettes are exclusive to the Blu-ray. So I might get that just to see what all that shit's about. And I might borrow it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, other news. Mrs. Mercedes season two premiered last week. Yesterday was the second episode, but I haven't got to watch it yet. You saw the first one? Saw the first episode of season two. And um, everybody's kind of correct that they're skipping the second book entirely and they might Just go back to it. I don't to the third. Yeah. I'm not really sure about how they're going to handle that because they're still in the second season. But Well, isn't it so the first and third books follow the same characters? Yeah. And, and the second one doesn't? second book, they come back at the end. Okay. So, a uh, very interesting premiere, though. Um, they're being faithful to the book. And, again, what does Mr. Mercedes play on? A channel I don't have, right? Yeah, it's on... It's through one of the satellite it's providers? It's through AT&T, so... So they have direct TV now, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's something like Uverse or yeah, isn't that AT&T's cable? AT thing? well, AT&T has Uverse cable, but yeah. they bought out Direct TV and that's okay. what they're switching to. Maybe it's on both of those then. Maybe. But um it's definitely worth checking out. Hmm. And I especially think people should check out the first season before they watch this obviously. So, it's good though. Thumbs up for me. Double thumbs up. Double th two thumbs up. Um, let's see. I'm also like smack dab in the middle of needful things, like I mentioned last week, I think. And I have a couple of thoughts on this, which is that. Let's see. What did I write on here? Venom. I wrote them somewhere. I just have to find it. <gasps> well, Venom has claimed your microphone is his. Oh, okay, that's fine. He's rubbing all over it. Um, okay, so the antagonist in this book is of an unknown origin, and he has supernatural abilities. So it's very, very similar to the show that we're currently watching, right? Mm -hmm. yes. Well, the kid is, I guess he's not necessarily the antagonist, but he's a figure of total mystery, and wherever he goes, death follows. Yeah. So I guess he is. I don't really know. It's weird. There's a lot of weird shit going on in the show. We'll get to that in a little bit. I don't bit. feel like he's the hero. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> but um, maybe he's he sort is. of a shady character, at least. Although after this episode, I don't know who he is. Yeah. Um. So there's that. There's a very similar qualities in the two antagonist characters from the book to the show. Also, um, Twin Peaks was directly mentioned in this book. 
uh, Deputy Andy from Twin Peaks is is specifically mentioned in relation to another bumbling kind of deputy character that's in this book. Right. So I feel like it can't really be an accident that they so closely had stuff in the show that was Twin Peaks like. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there I I can see no way that there's that they just did that by accident. They have to have read this book. Someone involved somebody, in the show somebody read this did book, their research, yeah. And they're like, well since Stephen likes Twin Peaks, maybe we'll just throw that in there. So they did. Uh, let's go to it's like an Easter egg within an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, the really deep stuff. Yeah, um, which we enjoy, and I go to great lengths to pick any extra stuff up that I can. Um, let's see here. So, th- I guess next thing we should do is go to listener contributions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look up the And we had a new listener. Facebook page. Yes, we do. They Okay, so Ainsley-Odd-Croteau, which is one of the more interesting names that I've ever heard and I'm not sure is a real name. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Ainsley. <laughs> Ainsley Odd. Um okay, so this person wrote us requested to be in the private Facebook group on their own. Go her. Or him. him. <laughs> From the profile pictures, it looks maybe more of a him. Go them. Go them. Yeah, we need to be... Go you. We need to be politically correct on this podcast. Go we you. don't assign genders no. here. Um, okay, so... Th- I'm just going to quote what they wrote okay. to us. Hey, fellow TV fans who are certainly interested in Castle Rock right now. I've been listening to your podcast, and when I got to the episode covering... Harvest, episode 5, I heard someone mention how cool it was that the scene where Officer Z uh, was killing the COs was shot in such a great way using the security cameras, which is what I think mm-hmm. both, I think we both kind of mentioned that. Um, this, this person agrees. Um, they say a subtle Easter egg into the Stephen King cinematic universe specifically. That's how they shot the opening scenes of The Stand, which I totally did not remember that. I haven't watched The Stand in years. Like I said, I just watched that, I don't know, maybe less than a year ago. And you can confirm? Yeah, it definitely opens like that, which as soon as I read that, I thought, oh, yeah, that's that's that was a good find. That was definitely because it it, when I watched it on the show, it definitely felt familiar. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's why. And, you know, it is a thing that has been used in other stuff before, too, as well. But specifically being a Stephen King story, that's awesome that this person caught that Mm -hmm. and brought it to our attention. We love it when people mention stuff that we missed. Um, Let's see. I asked for people to chime in before we recorded today about episode seven, specifically. Albert says uh, that it may have been an accurate representation of Dimension because there were a few times where he had no idea what the hell was going on. (laughs) Right. And uh, I believe we had a similar experience. <laughs> Dan says uh, he was thinking the whole time they pull a fast one and reveal there's nothing wrong with the kid after all. But he knew too much in this episode for that to be true. Right. Um, he says that mofo has Uncle Creepy stamped <laughs> into his forehead now. Um, And I said that this one... Oh, actually, no. This is going to go into something I'm going to mention later, so I'm going to save that. Corey threw in this. Uh, was it mentioned that the chess king was red? 
a nod to the Crimson King from the Dark Tower series. Hmm. Should have noticed that. Didn't notice that. Thank you, you, you didn't. Notice, did you notice the chess pieces at all? Uh, yeah. Or was that was the only time you noticed? Well, you you brought it up at the end of the episode, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, you're right. They did show chess pieces, so I went back and checked it out. Still didn't notice that it was I don't remember red, one being red, yeah. But apparently it was. I mean, yeah. Uh, Amanda and my girlfriend Lindsay both said that they were just super saddened by the whole episode, yes. or specifically the ending, I guess. Very sad. I wasn't as, as soon as, sad as soon as she took that on. first shot, I was like, "Oh, yeah, no." We all know who that is. Yeah, and I was wanting to hold on to the fact that he might still be alive, but I know. But then, like, this the, and then you know, previews of the next episode. You're like, "Oh, I guess." Yeah. Not. Well, I didn't watch the preview, but I took your word for it. Um. So that's kind of the listener contribution. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we appreciate that. I should probably specifically ask for that like a day before again, mm-hmm. before we do the next couple few episodes. And we only got a couple few episodes left. Exactly. So <laughs> um, I also forgot to mention last week that we had kind of talked about off mic that we want to like every couple of months at the very least come back together and cover one of Stephen King's TV shows. Or a movie or something. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking we'd probably just like throw a few up on the board and be like, which ones do you guys want us to cover? And then we both watch it on our own like we normally do and get together and cover it much like we would this show. Yeah, it sounds great. So if people are interested in us doing that, please drop us a line on the board and tell us, hey, you guys are cool. <laughs> <laughs> do the thing. And we'll be like, okay, we will. I just don't want to oversaturate and cover like a whole bunch of shows. So I feel like if we, if we're gonna do Watcher stuff, we should stick it to Stephen King stuff. Oh, for sure. I feel like that's a good plan. Well, without further ado, let's get to this episode, shall we? Yes, we. Yeah, we shall. Let me find my notes here under the cat. Oh yeah. Excuse me, Venom. <laughs> he's very offended that you would do that to him. <laughs> he definitely gave you a look, and now he's giving you the cold shoulder. Oh, he's for sure giving me cold shoulder. By oh, the way, oh, did you mark leaving. him? Uh, did you already mark him on the board for this episode? I marked him once, but I feel like he needs two. Oh God, what a commanding lead he's coming out. He's just. If you haven't heard the show, before, he wants we the do trophy. A, we have a cat noise board, and uh, Venom is just like leaps and bounds in front of everyone right now. That's because he's a fatty, and he heard he was going to get extra snacks, and now he's eating. Yeah, well, I mean, when he's <laughs> when you distress him like you just did, make him move out of his comfortable spot. Another one. Jeez. All right. So, like I said, this episode is titled Past Perfect. And was I wrong about my predictions of who these people were? Yeah, so what... Because um, I totally forgot who Gordon was. Right. Um we do find out pretty quickly who Gordon is in this episode. Yeah. But uh, what what was there any other things that you predicted that were wrong? Or was that the main one that you could think of? That was the main one. Although I, I still later, want to know why is he obsessed with the kid. But I, I assume it's just because of the house. Yeah. it's. I guess it's so, this episode is sort of like a haunted house mm-hmm. story or at least that. That um, 
Can that I say line of this? The episode this was? episode felt like a filler episode. I really didn't feel like we got anything extra out of it except for a few things. Yeah. Did you feel that way? Um, like as as intense and like action packed as it was, mm-hmm. like I. I feel like you take that out and are well, you really whole, are you really missing anything? The whole storyline with the house and the people that are coming in to live in the house is like a side thing. Yeah. So when you shove that much of the episode being a side thing, it sort of takes away from the main plot line. Yeah. They did move it along a little bit. A little and we'll bit. we'll get to it. Yeah, but... a little bit. I mean, eventually it all came around mm-hmm. and we, we got back into it. In Which hour. I'm so glad they handled it that way. They like... Made their spots count mm-hmm. in that way. It just, I wasn't disappointed with the episode. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I want my questions answered, sure. and, and none of them were. Well, and I was just confused even more. I well, I, I feel like we did. They did throw us a little bit of something, and we'll get to it. But we're gonna, we're gonna cover it like we've normally been doing. So. Yeah, I just wanted to know your overall feelings. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and I thought the, I enjoyed it. I, I just the crazy shit in this episode was like, this is super entertaining. Even if it's like side stuff, it's this episode is entertaining as fuck. So the 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 one thing that happens, I just have to say, is something I would totally do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would do that. That would be how I would. She showed me something off, off mic, mic and we'll get to it. Yeah, that, uh, that would be me for sure. Yeah. So, okay. So we open this episode with a blank screen and we hear distorted church, church bells. Church bells, yeah. So we don't really know what that's about. No. But I got to readjust. Adjust a little bit for the listeners. What a visual. <laughs> okay. So there's a man being interviewed. By three um, college professors, three professor like people who yeah. seem to be of some authority. Uh, <laughs> um, and by their conversation, like it's very complicated, but he seems to be maybe like, like involved an, in the like field of psychology. It felt like an interview of some yeah, kind. Right. They were. The three guys were interviewing the one guy. But they're talking about like some psychological concepts uh, and stuff like that. He just pushed my mic. <laughs> Ash has done that before, too. Um, oh, so, the decorum of the interview is fine until one of the men... Gordon. Gor- we, yeah, we find out he's Gordon. Uh, tells the interviewee that the interviewee fucked Gordon's wife. Yeah. And then he begins to beat him. Oh, he beats the shit out of him <laughs> right. with a big ass book. So, um, I was not expecting that. No, the decorum, like I said, was fine up until this point. Well, yeah, it was very he professional. He gets up, takes his glasses off. He's like, "Okay, now I'm going to beat the fuck out of you." Yeah, he, he um, bitch slaps him with a big book. Right. So then we go to uh, some back roads, and it's. The guy who just beat up the other guy, mm-hmm. uh, Gordon, and these. This is the same. Is tell me if I'm wrong about this. Is this the same couple that were being like trying that to get the house, the house before? Yeah. So That's what I thought. they they were the only ones that saw that house, and he found the ashes in the fridge. Right. And as soon as he saw that painting, he became like entranced with the house. Right. We uh, we uh. We mentioned how like enthralled he was by that painting. That yeah, specific and he, painting and of he was the like, bluff. throw in the paintings and we'll buy the house. Right. Um, so 
they're in their VW van or some facsimile of that vehicle, uh, and they're moving into Warden Lacey's old house. Yes. And her name's Lilith. We right. find we find that out later. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we just know her as his wife yeah. up until that. Uh, so as they're moving in, he has a fucking mannequin. And I thought that was super weird. That was super weird. Um, I just was baffled by that. Yeah, because then they immediately show them turning it into a bed and breakfast. Right. And I'm like, what does a mannequin have to do with a bed and breakfast? Right. They're like installing a sign out front that says Castle Rock Bed and Breakfast, uh, something else I can't remember, but it's like a historical experience or something like that, right? Yeah. And then he's got Manny the Mannequin in the tub. So I'm like, what? It, yeah. Why is he so weird? What is going on with this dude all of a sudden? Also, yeah. um, was the out of Dodge Movers? Do we know? Was that anything? Because that was the name of the moving company, Out of Dodge. Uh, I don't know of anything. Listeners, if that, that might means be anything. a deep dive uh, Easter yeah. egg. I wrote that down because I wasn't sure if that meant anything. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was giant and pasted on the sign of the moving yeah. company. So. <sighs> Swig your coffee. Okay, so Gordon is weirdo. Yes. He loves mannequins. Yes. He has more than one. Yes. And we don't know what that's about, but Manny the Mannequin will return in this episode, so... Yeah. Uh, then we go to the basement, which we yeah, were wondering about that. The wife found the key. This is one of the things that we've been wondering about for a really long time. Yeah. What's in the basement? So we're like, sweet, we're going to get some answers in this episode. Um Lacey, it turns out, was a painter and a total creep. Uh, yeah, because he's been painting that kid for right. Who it, knows I how mean, long. it's an obsessive amount yeah. of paintings of the kid. Yeah. So in all different ways, right? And uh, he looks the same age in all of them, of course, because we've established that. Can but, you imagine how long it probably took their like production? You know, whoever, art department, whoever that they hired yeah. to do all those paintings. I'm sure they like hired several people or something, but that's still an insane amount of painting. <laughs> and do you think he had to sit for that? Uh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. They maybe just took a bunch of production stills of him and then gave them the photos. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would be a little insane. Because they, they don't look like they've been, like they're digitized paintings. They, right. they look like actual painting paintings. Mm-hmm. And if they are digitized paintings, good for them because they look real. But maybe I'm just I'll, thinking of all the time spent just for that. Yeah. Maybe I'll uh, Instagram message Mark Bernard and then see if he actually responds. Which on Twitter and stuff, I know he does respond to questions. Oh, so well, then yeah. Ask. Maybe I'll do I'm, that. I'm okay. So the wife, Lilith, is still trying to get Gordon over the cheating thing. Mm-hmm. It did happen. It wasn't like Gordon just made it up in his head. <laughs> Beat some guy for it. it. I wouldn't put it past him to make up some crazy shit in his head, though, because of how this episode goes. No. But um, he's not getting over it anytime soon. He's very, very angry and perturbed by her anytime she's asking him anything. Yeah. Um. Then there's a phone call. The wife answers it. There's a booking. She's super excited about it. They just moved in here and are getting stuff ready so yeah yeah they're they're turning it into their bnb dream the camera pulls back when they're having this conversation and there's a fucking axe in the mannequin's head oh my god how confused were you i was like why what what the fuck is going on so i so i kind of like 
obviously there's the whole what the fuck moment. But then you think about it for a second, and it's like, oh, well, they know about the murders that are in this house. Maybe they're having, they're like. But they, you know, in no way do they ever appear to be like these types of people that would have a murder house theme bed and breakfast. No. So it definitely was a, oh. Yeah. What? I think, and then, um, you know. Because they're just having normal conversations with this mannequin with an axe in his head. Mm -hmm. And there's, yeah, we've been given no hints that they're weirdos before (laughs) this episode. You know, we did see him zoom in on the painting, but they still seem pretty normal. Well, yeah, because they they acted offended Mm -hmm. that there were, you know, ashes in the refrigerator. Right, right. So they put on a good act. Something's going on here. We're really not sure what yet, but some weird. There's it. The weird just gets ramped up immediately. Yeah. Well, and then what we immediately find out what's going on. Right. Right. They 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 go to lengths to explain this whole plot line or whatever. Yeah. But um, Gordon and his wife get to kind of selling their murder B and B thing to this couple who have come to stay in the house. Yeah. So they're recreating murders. Right in the house right. like each murder that happened uh the couple is super not into it no and they're sitting on a couch with the finished mannequin with the axe oh yeah head. that just made the whole scene with, like weird. as if it's a normal thing yeah like it's a three-person couch and they're sitting next to it like he's just another guy that's there <laughs> yeah know? not with an axe and they're, head. it's not being addressed besides no. them kind of talking to them about the murder stuff but they're not directly addressing the crazy, creepy mannequin sitting directly next no. to them. They're just sitting there uncomfortably while they're talking <laughs> about it. So I thought that was funny. Um, but Gordon, you could see him visibly get angry because they're not into it. Well, yeah, because the wife asks, how long have you guys been married? Yeah. And they give different answers because yeah. they're not married to each other. Right. They're there to fuck. Yeah, exactly. And... Um, so he's just sits there and he's like grinding his teeth while the wife is still trying to take care of business or whatever. Mm-hmm. Eating pie. Then we flash a little bit forward to later in the evening where Gordon is up awake. Hearing... And they hung up all the photos in their bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. How so creepy. So the weird photos are everywhere. You see that already around. But. Although I would kill for one of those photos. <laughs> totally. But. You can hear them being like insanely, insanely obnoxiously loud having sex oh, upstairs. Loud banging. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> I feel like with the conversation they had with them earlier, maybe they'd be like a little more weary of this murder loving couple. Yeah. But they're not. They're they're there to bang. They're just loving banging. Mm-hmm. So I guess cheers to that. I don't know, <laughs> but. Okay, so the wife is fast asleep, but Gordon is not. He gets up out of bed, goes upstairs, and we're the, still the, looking in the bedroom. So we don't see what's happening. Yeah, it goes from moans of pleasure to shrieking. To shrieking and screaming. Yeah. And um, that wakes you never the hear the up. man scream, though. So you got to assume he got taken by surprise. Yeah. And then well, silence. Well, yeah, you take him sc- out. Yeah. So the silence to the screaming pretty much immediately. And then the wife wakes up Mm -hmm. and realizes Gordon's not in bed and she doesn't hear anything. So she yells Gordon's name. He doesn't answer. She goes upstairs, walks in the bedroom, 
And it's a fucking murder scene. <laughs> and Gordon is sitting there panting and he's holding uh, is a he knife. A, is it a knife? Yeah. Yeah, just covered in blood. Covered in blood, uh, corpses on the ground, blood everywhere in the room. Everywhere. Um, he got real stabby. Mm-hmm. So as I'm watching this, um, you know, I'm thinking like, what caused this? You know what I mean? Like, was it the kid in the paintings that made him go crazy? You know? I don't know, because he did stare at that one painting for a real long time. Yeah. So, you but know. that first painting of just what the warden did yeah. of just the lake seems but there's to been, entrance him. But there's been a whole bunch of murder in this house before, so like you kind of get the feeling like there's also something maybe going on with the house, too. Mm-hmm. Just because... That many murders don't happen in one house, generally speaking. Like The Shining. <laughs> yeah. With the yeah. room. Like, I don't, I just, I don't know. So this is kind of where I paused it for a second, and for some reason I started getting the feeling, like, I started creeping towards Mike's side of things, where I'm feeling less and less like we're actually going to get concrete information. Mm-hmm. Like... There there have been instances in books where, or in shows or whatever, where Stephen King kind of leaves it a little ambiguous, you know what I mean? And yeah, I'm hoping that that's not the case, but, so okay, so I'm halfway through Needful Things right now. Mm-hmm. Still have zero information about the origin of the antagonist character. Well, that's like how, the, how Cell is. Yeah. You never learn anything. Right. And then it just ends. Exactly. So that's another perfect example, but... And then you make me throw the book. Right. Because <laughs> I'm so pissed off. Yeah. And then, uh, well, and then there's other payoffs that are also equally disappointing, like Under the Dome, which is just aliens. Mm. And you're like, okay, well, I read a thousand pages for aliens. Well, that's like how Dreamcatcher is. Yeah, Dreamcatcher is the same you way. You think Duddits is, is, uh, is like superhero, like yeah. special powers, and you're like, oh, he's an alien? Yeah. Wait, the, wait uh, it's so, aliens? <laughs> all that to say, like, I just started to get the feeling from this kid stuff because, like, we just keep getting piled on top of more mystery with him, mm-hmm. and still not not anything. And we get this, like, we get the side story with the murder, and then there's a whole bunch of kid paintings. We don't know anything about why, why the kid paintings would cause somebody to murder if they do. Yeah, like we're not any closer. So I'm just getting the feeling like that's going to happen, but further events happen in this episode that put that. Thing to bed. So, well, maybe it happened because they touched the paintings, but then Henry Deaver just touched the paintings. Yeah, I just, I honestly think it's just like mostly just the house, but I and that doesn't really explain it either because no. it's a house. Mm-hmm. But you know, whatever. So I just thought I'd mention that that I'm getting bad feelings about not getting enough information to be <laughs> me be happy at the end of the day. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I felt yeah. like this episode. Didn't do really anything yeah. for me well, as far I, as information. There's two more, and you got to think like lots of stuff is coming. <sighs> they got to be longer episodes, too. I would think so, especially the last one. Um, I need a five-hour episode, people. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but maybe movie length, like hour and a half. Maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, anyway, next scene, Molly wakes up from flashes of bad images, like a bad dream sort of thing. Yeah, she's just she, getting it. flashes of like Henry and yep. a fire and the paintings. The woods. Mm-hmm. She rushes out. 
She uh, finds Henry in the RV, which I didn't expect. Like, I know. I was wondering if she drove up to the RV. I was just waiting to see her car park next to it. Thank so you. she didn't, though. They didn't show it, but I how think the she fuck got did they get in there? and ran whatever. Like, obviously, there's no access road. I don't. The the RV, we never solved that mystery. I feel like the RV is going to just sit in that in the woods. and <laughs> Never moving now. No, no. Especially because immediately... In the foreground, we see Odin has been stabbed in the face. So yeah, we get no eye. more of him either. No. Yeah, he's just laying in. And she says and she she says that they weren't around. Yeah. So she clearly yeah. fucks some people up. But Willie's gone. Yeah. And did Willie stab him in the face? Maybe, because that wasn't it the poker thing that was stabbed in his face. I think it was. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm it looked like sure. a screwdriver, but maybe it, that's it what could it was. have been. But, you know, they need screwdrivers to fix the RV once in a while. <laughs> we're piecing it together. Um, yeah. I, also, while we're here, uh, Jarrett did give us further explanation on the social medias about the Viking stuff. Oh, yeah. If you want to go and read up on that, I don't have it for immediate reference, but he did kind of fill in the blanks of what we were asking about. So check he that out. He deep dived. Yeah. So then, uh, I should also mention, I don't know if you're noticing this or not with my face, but I'm developing a tick in my eye. Oh. Like a, like a, uh, I don't know what you call it, but my eyelid is moving involuntarily now. <laughs> so if you, I don't want to distract you, but it is happening. So okay. usually when like your eye spasms, you see it more and you feel like everybody else yeah. like is seeing this I don't huge, think it's, it but it's like isn't. such a quick and like minute thing. Yeah. But to you, it's like your whole world. It happens all the time now for I'm like just the past week. I'm just going to stare at your one eye. Please don't. <laughs> When I think about it, it does it more, too, which is fucked great, up. Great. So, I know. I got that going for me. <laughs> okay. So, next morning, we're at home. Well, Henry's home. Well, but hold on. So, when she drops him off. Actually, it turns into morning as they yeah. go. They, she takes him home. Yeah. So. Because um, he, he finally, finally believes her. Yeah. He gets it through his thick head thanks to the RV experience. Yeah. And says, were you in there with me? Is that how you found me? Mm -hmm. And she says, kind of. I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah. But, but I'm like, finally. Yeah. He is shocked by his experience, <laughs> though. I think that that's what did it. You know. Are we going to find out what his experience was? Uh, Not really. <laughs> I, mean, may, I mean. Are we going to flash back to this? I guess. I, I mean, he doesn't give too much information about it besides that he understands what she was talking about now more and that it, it felt like he was in there for years. So that's kind of... And it was not... It just felt a, like a really quick rescue. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, they're just moving the plot right along. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, So Molly and Henry kind of bond a little bit, as we said. He apologizes to her for calling her crazy. Mm-hmm. And then he goes inside and the house looks clean again. Yeah, it's great. And Ruth is in bed. Sleeping. So he thinks she's totally fine. Um, the kid is in the kitchen. <laughs> and Wendell comes home and, uh, let's see, Henry tells Wendell he needs to go upstairs and lock the door because the kid is obviously super dangerous. Mm -hmm. And Henry accuses the kid of uh, causing a whole bunch of bullshit, right? Yeah, they have some words. Yeah, the kid goes outside. Well, actually, yeah, the kid goes outside first. They go over to the garage. 
Wendell gets on the phone and calls somebody, but we don't know who yet. I I felt like he was probably calling 911. Yes, I mean, because he left and there was a whole bunch of crazy shit going on. Yeah, and and, and now that... Now the kid is back again. Right. So that's why the cops come later. I didn't really piece that together. Yeah. But, uh, so they go over to the garage. Yes, Alan is confirmed dead. Yeah, he's got that, a blanket or right. something covering him. The kid says that he took care of him. You know what I mean? Like... He took care of the situation. I'm guessing that the kid is also the one that cleaned up the house because how else? Yeah. Well, he says, um, Henry says, what did you do? And the kid says, she was afraid. I cleaned up. Uh, We can just move the body to the woods. Right. And, you know, we'll be fine. Yeah. He says, we have to protect your mom. Yeah. So. And then he says, do you hear it? Right. And then there's a huge reveal here. At least we're, I mean, from the kid's perspective or from his mouth, he says that he rescued Henry from that basement and he never asked for any of this. Yeah. And this is as the cop is arriving. So. Well, and right before that, Henry says, why did you ask for me? Right. And he says, I waited for you. I waited 27 years. Yeah. Specifically for Henry the whole time. And he tells him that he rescued him from a basement. So. That's totally new information. We did kind of get flashes of Henry trying to figure out something with his own past, but we never got concrete information. This still kind of isn't because it's from the kid. We don't know if he's lying or not. I know. What does this mean? Like, what What did you think it meant? <laughs> well, I think, this, I think he's telling point. the truth. Yeah. I do, too. I don't know when Henry was, like... I guess he means when Henry was missing, he was in trapped like in a basement or something. Um, and then we had all those visions from previous episodes where somebody's looking out from a basement, mm-hmm. you know, in a cage. Um, it didn't look like the prison basement either, so that's no. definitely. I mean, if he's not making it up, and that vision isn't also a fake thing in Henry's head that the kid put there, then he is telling the truth. We'll find out more about that, that I'm sure. I know. It's more mystery, like I said. <sighs> so, the main police arrive. Henry surrenders, so then the kid escapes out the back door very easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, like I said, this is a follow-up on what I was just mentioning, though. It's like, just when I give up on ever getting concrete information or anything for, about the kid, yeah, we get information about the kid right and away. And they just slide it in. Yeah. So, I didn't expect it. And I, you know, it was kind of cool. So, uh, then we go back to Gordon and his wife (laughs) and we get a nice little scene of them cutting up bodies. Yeah. He's just sawing bodies by the front door. And she is a willing accomplice now. Yeah. I thought we were going to come back and Gordon was going to have to murder her too. No. So that is not the case. No. He's cutting up bodies and, um, puts them in the car. Yeah. Then we see Jackie driving. There's news on the radio, Juniper Hill, more information about that. Multiple arson suspects with no known history of arson, so Mm -hmm. more supernatural shit going on there. The kid was there, so obviously death is just following him. Yeah, Wife uh, helps Gordon cover up the whole murdering situation. Yeah, he says, I don't know what came over me. And then Jackie enters. But, But she says... It never happens. Right, right, right. She's like as as if like my my affair never happens. Mm-hmm. You killing these two people never happens. Like this is just the easy way. We're to even this. now. Yeah, like we're good. Crazy. Uh, 
crazy. Okay, so then Jackie enters yeah. out of nowhere, and we're like, holy fuck, she's right in the middle of this crazy situation. And if she isn't going to notice the trash bags with dead bodies immediately, then you get the feeling she's probably just going to not notice them. Yeah. Um, Jackie loves Manny the mannequin. Yeah, she loves the whole theme. She's totally into it, and that goes along with her character, too. Yeah, and she said that she had actually had the same idea. Right. Of course, she's, like, so super into this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And she even corrects them that they're using the wrong axe in yeah. the axe. Because yeah. the guy that did that was a fireman. And it was yeah. a fireman's axe right. that they used. Yeah, she says it's a tree-felling axe. Yeah. And the guy was a fireman, so they're supposed to use a fireman's axe. Yeah. Uh, and, the you know, I, I just thought it was funny that the, she's been kind of the most observant character up to this point, And... Mm-hmm. She doesn't see the trash bags <laughs> with dead bodies right away. No. Like, as she's leaving, she sees the, like, the well, strange she, stuff she, that's in the, in, like, she picks up, like, a bracelet or something, right? Yeah, well, she sees in the car first, and she notices the bags. Right. And then she immediately sees, like, a blood-covered, like, bracelet yeah. or something. And then she fucking tastes it. I know. Who what does is the, that? What is the deal with people tasting random shit on the show? I don't show? know, but... Because Nick- earlier with the kid with the uh, the soap or whatever it was that yeah. he carved... Yeah, Nick was like, "Well, now you have AIDS. Like, you yeah. can't just taste. Can't can't just taste blood." Or was it? What was it that the kid carved up? Was it a it chess was, piece? It was. Yeah, it was that soap though that she tasted. That's okay. Yeah, but uh, she just tastes things. I don't. No, but it's a different. This is a. It, I don't think it was Jackie. The yeah, first it was. Time. It was. Yeah, because remember when she was snooping upstairs? Okay, I thought that was real, Molly at the realtor. Then Molly calls her over. Oh, no, maybe it was Molly. Well, yeah, Molly. Way, I don't know. What either way, that was um, many weeks ago. You're so. right. It was Molly because she crawled underneath into the cage yeah. thing. Um, so. These women on here are weird. I don't get what it is about. They have to taste shit to know what it is. No. Because she tastes it. And she's like. You can sniff it. That's when she gets the weirdo feels. Maybe you should get weirdo feels about yourself, dude. <sighs> okay. Also, her taxi was called Sweet Chariot Taxi. Does that mean anything? Not to me, it doesn't. Um, but listeners, <laughs> we're asking for a lot of help this week. So she knows something's up. Uh huh. Then we go back to Henry with the cops. Mm-hmm. Um, Wendell and Henry then talk about Alan. Uh, Wendell feels guilty. Says uh, kind of what we're all thinking that that's fucked up, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> like he, the whole situation is fucked up. You know, and what I mean? yeah, he feels bad that he left his grandma, and then he had to go sleep in a pew at the church yeah. last night. Yeah. So great father of the year there, Henry. But I do like that we're at least getting a character who feels guilty, and you know that we kind of relate to mm-hmm. as far feelings wise. Like we we understand what Wendell's going through. He's kind of one of these people that's outside of this whole castle rock craziness situation yeah and can see from our perspective you know what i mean that everything is nuts yeah and he's trying to plead with his dad like just leave now you yeah know? i'm sure if we it get was, that in a little bit i'm but. sure if there was anybody else that had been like peering through the window and mm-hmm. saw henry and the kid walking down they would just been like oh whatever but like the kid and us were like no that's some crazy weird shit yeah. you better call the police <laughs> right Somebody's got. I mean, Wendell finally called. Somebody called the police on this show. Yeah. (laughs) So. uh, Okay. So, then we go to Ruth. 
she says that she had no choice and she was protecting uh, them from Henry's dad. So she's still convinced that it was Henry's dad that she was shooting at. Yeah, and the she whole said time. to find Alan because Alan right. will help. Right. Wendell hears this conversation between Henry and his mom mm-hmm. and thinks that she sounds nuts. Um, she does. And she thinks Alan's alive. So, um, obviously, she's in a different place than we thought she was. You know what I mean? Like, we thought she had a little more understanding at the end of the episode than she did. I think she's stuck in that loop now. Totally. Yeah. And that actually relates to something that happens is, like, there's some looping sound near the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, like, that definitely signified something, and I wasn't able to kind of pinpoint it at the time, but it also doubles as just being super creepy. Mm-hmm. It's like the skipping vinyl last episode, mm-hmm. you know? So, anyway, if we go to uh, a new character, Officer Reese. Yeah. Uh, is very accusatory of Henry. Yeah, she doesn't take any bullshit. No, she's kind of no, no nonsense, kind of takes the she, place of Penguin. She's like, how could you have a client and not know his name? Right. Um... She calls Henry a lightning rod for death. The black, yeah, kids in class called him Black Death. Yeah, and you know she's not really wrong, but I think that she's confusing him for the kid a little bit. Like the kid and him both kind of have been magnets for death on this show. So, which leads me into my next new theory, which of, is: Are they one and the same? Yeah, I don't know about that. I never really thought about it. <laughs> I mean. Every episode, I'm just going to throw out a really wild theory. Yeah. Eventually, something's got to so, stick. Yeah, exactly. I don't know about that. I mean, after they're this in so episode, many scenes together. After this episode, I feel like they're more... You think it's a Fight Club situation? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I don't, I, don't, know. I don't think it can be that because they're all three in the scene together mm-hmm. and they all three interact with each other, but maybe because Molly's batshit crazy too. Well, see, and there's a whole the fucking... Okay, well, I don't want to do the reveal at the end of the episode right now. Right. But you got to think about how many scenes that that person's in with other people as well. Like, yeah. How could that hold any water? I don't I know. I don't know. So let's just move forward, shall okay. we? <laughs> so yeah, Wendell, so she, she blames him. Right. Okay. Wendell is leaving town. He's getting ready to get back on the bus. Yes. Um, He's mad at Henry and pleads for his dad to leave with him now and just escape this entire crazy batshit situation. Which, from a kid's perspective, yeah, you think, Dad, you should be able to drop everything. And from an adult perspective, you're like, well, this dude just died. My mom's crazy. Like, yeah. I can't just immediately leave. There's like, a, but there's only been trouble the entire time. So Yeah. But you got to. So, then, so kid, then you have to choose. Do you, do you choose your child or do you choose your mother? Yeah, that's a that's a real Sophie's choice. I don't know about how mm-hmm. that would go. But he chose his mom. Yeah. Well. He, I feel like he wants to get closure on the situation before he, and before he can move on with his mm-hmm. life. You know, well at least get her in a home somewhere. Something she can't be living on her own no more. Well, she she actually early like last scene she talks about how, you know, she needed to tell him all this stuff before they take her away. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know where they're gonna take her besides the Shawshank because the fucking crazy hospital is burned to the <laughs> ground now. So that's true. Who knows? Maybe they'll take her to the next town over or something. Well, he wanted to take her to Texas. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So maybe that'll happen. Hmm. Who knows? Um, okay. So then we get more suicidal birds. 
Or yeah. one, one in particular. One just flies down and slams into the windshield yeah. of the bus. And then Wendell gets the same treatment that his dad has been getting the entire time with this crazy intense ringing in his head. Yeah. He's hearing the voice of God or whatever, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So that's not good. No. Um, obviously, he's deeper in, involved in the situation than he thought he was or whatever. He's getting pulled back into the town. Yep. He's too deep into this to escape, and uh, there is going to be some apparent <laughs> I know, <they're> getting <laughs> tree <closer>. stuff. <laughs> um, okay, so Molly and Henry are on the phone with each other. The kid, they talk about how the kid is bringing death. Yeah, um, they, they're thinking that he's somehow pushing them. Right. Pushing people to commit murder for him. He tells her about the kid rescuing him. Allegedly. Right. <laughs> then Henry goes to fucking Gordon's. And I'm like, holy shit. Shit is about to get real. And that's where I was texting you yesterday. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got to really zone in on this right now. I can't text you anymore <laughs> right now. I got to go. And um, so he. Well, he goes there because he wants to figure out what's in the basement. Right. Right. And uh, and that's kind of something that he's been wondering about for a long time. So he's got to yeah. go. And she, he actually asks her on the ask Molly on the phone, like, "Have you ever been down in the basement or something like that?" Right. Mm-hmm. I think so. So then, yeah, like I said, shit gets real. He goes inside the house. Yeah, he breaks into the outside basement door. Right, and there's kind there's nobody around that he can see. He knocks on the door first, and nobody right. answers. So he goes in the basement. Uh, but so and, this is sort of like a classic horror thing we have going here too. Is like, and did you notice that was a real basement? Because Nick was commenting on how that had to have been a real basement because of all the real HVAC shit everywhere. He's oh, like, there's yeah. no way they would have put that much time into detail to make know. it look that right. He's like, that's a real basement. Well, they did. They did film it in a like a small town. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it was in. So kudos to them. Yeah, it was in. I think it was in Maine, but it's got it's somewhere in the northeast. I know that. I don't. I can't remember where they said exactly they filmed that, but um, very much like a small town, like we mm-hmm. would picture anyway. So why not just film in a regular basement? Yeah, and it looks and like a real danky basement from the peanut gallery. Nick gives us <laughs> basement information. Yeah, he gives us HVAC information. Yeah. Um. So. Here's where I was wondering who will attack Henry. So which one of them is going to attack him first? Because you know one of them is. Well, none of them. It's just the creepy mannequins in the basement. Oh, yeah. We see more mannies <laughs> in the basement. I forgot about that. A whole a whole like shelf unit of them yeah. and nothing else. Yeah. And no paintings are down here anymore. Yeah. So you got to think they're all put up upstairs somewhere. And they are. But okay, so... <laughs> Like I said, this is classic horror shit. He's wandering around a seemingly empty house that is not empty. The no. audience knows that it isn't. Um, or it won't be for long. Right. And, you know, we get the background music kind of like slowly ramping up too. But, uh, so, he gets into the upstairs room, one of them. Yeah. The paintings are all hung to where there is not an inch of, of wall That's space. That's their bedroom. Yeah. Seriously. Fucked up. Yeah. So he starts checking the dates on the po- on the uh on the paintings. Yeah. And he goes for what looks like 
is a very young kid's clothing on one of them. It was his fucking shirt he was yeah. wearing. And as he looked at that, I'm like, that shirt looks familiar. And it says it's from one. It's the earliest date, like 1991. Yeah. yeah. So. Right in line with the 27 years thing. Yeah. and When so, he disappeared. So the kid in the painting is wearing that striped shirt that Henry Deaver was wearing mm-hmm. in his missing poster. Mm-hmm. So that's <sighs> weird. And that kind of goes along with your, the kid is Henry Theory. Yeah. I don't know about that yet, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, then we go to, uh, when I was watching it, a Trump commercial. Oh. Which, <laughs> No. Just no. No. Mm-mm. Um, it was an anti-Claire McCaskill ad, actually. And oh, he... that's been showing on TV all oh, the time. Yeah. And he's the centerpiece of it, of course. Yeah, so. it's a very hateful commercial. I underlined UG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In capital letters in my notes. I see that. Uh, <laughs> it's very, it's very Ugh. noticeable. <laughs> Ugh. Terrible. Okay, so... Um, then we go to Molly having visions in the woods... And then there's another vision of her hurt and incapacitated in some way with like mm-hmm. bruises on her neck and shit. Don't know what that's about. I'm sure we'll find out. She so wakes she, up and she takes more pills again. She eats like four pills. Yeah. Three or four good. of them. No. She's really ramping up her pill intake again. Yeah. And then she leaves Henry a voicemail and says she's coming over, which is a great thing to do. Just like mm-hmm. eat a whole bunch of pain medication and then drive. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say I like... And then she puts on the sunglasses, sunglasses too. Sunglasses to boot, yeah. At <laughs> Could night. she impair herself more? At night. How impaired can one driver get? <laughs> you're you're high on pain pills at night driving with sunglasses on. She's practically a mannequin at that point. She's she's as incapacitated she's flying is what as she's a mannequin. Doing. She's not driving no more. She's flying. I'm just going to... I don't know if I have a pen. Where's my pen at? I'm just going to write down Manny as the <laughs> episode title because there's a lot of mannequin talk. Okay, so Henry is seen by Gordon mm-hmm. in the room. He walks in on him. Right. And Which, okay, so first off, Henry didn't even act like he was trying to hide what he was doing. Like, he was taking paintings off the wall and, how like, taking them out point, and, like, just putting them down. Like, I don't even fucking care. But how can he hide what he was doing? Like, he's know. clearly... Taking shit down. So <laughs> try, try better, man. Yeah, I don't know. So he says, like, hey, man, I knocked. and <laughs> Yeah, like, it's fine. You weren't here. So I broke in. Yeah, and he's like, I think I should probably just go. Because Gordon is looking at him very insanely at this point. Which, they have a bed and breakfast. They should kind of expect people just walking in and out of the place. Mm, may, well, maybe. I don't, I mean... People are going to book usually call first on something like that. True, but... But Henry didn't. <laughs> he just knocked. He goes through the basement. He's walking around. He's taking down paintings. So, Gordon is not happy with him, obviously. But it looks like he's going to let him walk Yeah, they past. have like a weird stare down. But and of he's course, like we, creeping out. Yeah, but we know his wife is every bit as crazy. Yeah. So, he starts walking out. Who comes out of the shadows but uh, Lilith, Lilith. Lilith herself stabs Henry yeah. very, very deeply, it looks like. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but like if somebody stabbed me like in the gut or in the back or whatever it was. Yeah. I'd be on the ground. Somebody fucking stabbed me. Yeah. With a big knife. That was not a small knife. No, it was, yeah, it was huge. 
So I had some questions about that because, like, if you get stabbed, you need immediate medical attention. So here's the thing with how the that works in shows, yeah. movies. You, you, if you're the right person, it doesn't matter how badly <laughs> it's just a you flesh are. wound. Yeah. If you're the wrong person, that paper cut will kill you. Yeah, right. But if you're the right person, you can be dismembered. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he had you're the, fine. He has the invincibility cloak on exactly. or something. Exactly. So, um, Gordon also gets stabbed. Yeah, um, by the wife on accident. Right. And so, then, she, and then she. But his is sort of survivable. Like his yeah. is like he's still getting around. Yeah. And then. And then she's trying to stab Henry. Right. And somehow the knife turns back on her. Yeah, Henry kind of hits her and, and the, the knife goes into her neck. She stabs herself in the neck, which is exactly what I would do. Yeah. On accident. Yeah. Well, and hers is not a flesh wound. Let's hope it's, you're never in this situation. It's a very blood spurty, oh, oh God, yeah. I am dying immediately Yeah, she, wound. she stares backwards and pretty much drops right away. Yeah. Uh, but that's the stupid thing I would do because I, I trip and run into things. All so the Henry time. does the right thing and says, Jesus Christ, I got to get out of here. Bolts down the stairs. Gordon is up the stairs and he's going. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we think Henry's going to get away because he gets in his car. Yeah. So he gets in his car. And this is another classic horror thing. Like the, the person that you're cheering for gets in the car, but they're fumbling with the keys. Yeah, yeah. The window's down. Ugh. Like, why is the window down? I don't know. Why do people park with their windows down? And it's right in front of the the door, the, the stairway to get in. It's a whole setup situation. And he just comes stumbling down outside yeah. and is just right there and pulls Goes him out of the house. Right for a stab the through the window. Mm-hmm. And he gets him back out of the car. Yeah. He gets Henry back out of the car and on the ground in the classic I'm going to stab you in the face pose. Yeah, they're wrestling. And from Just behind. Just when you think he's going to get stabbed. Yeah. From behind, Jackie with the fucking axe. The correct one. Right. Smashes him <laughs> in the head a la The Shining, Jack Torrance. Which I, well, a la the, the scene they were recreating and that was from 1929 with Johnny Carrick. The axe to the head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's... She's Jackie Torrance. So she's so got to like, use the axe, too. So that's a perfect Easter egg yeah. for her. You know what I mean? Like, she's fulfilling her destiny as a Torrance. Yeah. Which I thought was like, that made me smile when I was watching it. Oh, like, heck yeah. Even though it's like blatant, like, <laughs> impaling, I was like, this is fucking awesome. Well, yeah. she. I just thought it was a great, great Cause way she, cause she to didn't, wrap that up. She didn't trust these people. Right. So she went home, grabbed the first axe she saw, mm-hmm. came back. <laughs> Grab the appropriate. You know what she was probably doing? It probably bothered her that they didn't use the right axe. Like, even though she didn't mm-hmm. trust them, it was like they were weird people. She's probably like, I got it's going to bother me if they yeah. have the wrong axe in their house. Right. She's <laughs> probably like, I'm going to give them the right one. So, yeah. Um, then we see Molly, and she's still on her way. She's looking super cool with her sunglasses at night. Mm hmm. Um, I wear my <laughs> We can't pay for the copyrights. <laughs> um, okay, so there's this is where the creepy repeating soundtrack starts. Yeah. Um, it's just very, very odd the way all of this kind of stuff is pieced together here at the end. Um, 
Then we see Wendell. We jump to Wendell, and he's getting off the bus. At Jerusalem's lot. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> it says on the sign he's like 20-something miles away from Castle Rock, so I guess he's going to walk the rest of the way. Yeah, which Jerusalem's lot, is that like a nod to Salem's lot? Y- yeah, Salem's lot is the town that that's based off of, and uh, or at least takes place in. And vampires ravage the town, and oh, there's yeah. pretty much like no one left at the end of that story. Spoilers. Right. If you're listening to a Stephen King podcast about a Stephen King show, I feel like you should have read that by now. Not you specifically, Debbie, but uh, it's one of his classics. It, I think it's his second book, maybe. Don't quote me on that. I read it last year, and it was fucking awesome. It's a big one, too, right? Uh, It's it sizable, yeah. yeah. It's not like a thousand thick. pages, but it's sizable. It's a Stephen King book, yeah. so <laughs> there's very few that are not. No. Um, okay, so then we go back to the police with Jackie and Henry at oh, the house. Oh, also, I wrote down Silver Eagle. Oh, is that the boss? Um, or what is that? Yeah, I think so, and I wasn't sure if that meant anything. No idea. Okay. You're on it, though, with naming all of the... <laughs> The bus companies. I was like, "What does this mean?" Yeah, the moving van company. Yeah, I'm sure. Like it would, I wouldn't put it past them to have all that mean something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the police are there with Jackie and Henry. They're being interviewed about everything that happened. Molly is kind of, be, or uh, Jackie's kind of being the motor mouth, which mm-hmm. we expect of her, and she's explaining how she thought this couple was creepy as fuck. Uh, and Henry's kind of like not doing anything. No, he's just kind of zoned out. Yeah. Uh, being very Henry-like. Um, then, let's see, Molly and the kid. Well, we see, so Molly's driving to Henry's, but she sees like she, the door open at her parents' house. Yeah, at her and parents' house. And it's for house. sale, so nobody should be there. Right. So, uh, the kid in the stairway of the house, the main kind of living area, yeah, whatever. Yeah, inside. Tells Molly all about herself, how, you know, right over there, you used to watch the TV with your parents, and then they, you know, they get ready to go upstairs, but then it goes back to Henry. Henry's getting a call. Well, but hold on, because they have a conversation, and uh, she says, what are you doing here? Where's Henry? And he says, I don't think he's ready yet. Oh, that's right. And she says, ready for what? Um, And then he says, but you can help me. Um, he says, you know me. And she says, I don't. And he says, you do. And I know you. And that's when he starts describing everything about her life. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty important dialogue too. So I'm glad you included that. Um, because that's, this is where it starts getting weird. And I'm like, yeah, there's definitely more to all of this. (sighs) Henry gets a call. Yeah. Uh, they tell him that, or, well, it's the, uh, it's the priest, right? The reverend. Or yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Uh, tells Henry that Ruth took off, um, and he's asking about Alan, mm-hmm. and Henry immediately jets from the crime scene. Yeah, because he's got to go find his like, mom. I thought you were watching him. Yeah, yeah, because he's a suspect, and he right. just left. Some more bumbling police officers, mm-hmm. seems like. Besides that one lady who was in this episode earlier. But we didn't see her. Uh, well, Officer Reese, I mean. Yeah. We didn't um, see her again, though. No, she wasn't there at this one. Uh, at least she wasn't yet. I feel like she should have been. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> at least someone a little more responsible. Uh-huh. Uh, the cops noticed that he left, and I guess they take off after him, but we yeah. don't see what happens with that. Uh, 
There's more creepy looping stuff going on that starts back up. And then we get the kid taking Molly upstairs to her former bedroom Mm -hmm. as a kid. And he's telling her more stuff about her childhood, how he saw her from the window shining a flashlight out of the window when she was a kid. Yeah, because and she says, how do you know? Yeah. And he says, I was there. Out there in the woods. Right. So he actually physically saw her from the woods. And he says that's where you died. Yeah. So that's a crazy reveal at the end. Um, Thinking about it all last night at work, I'm not super pumped on it. I don't... Like, I hope that they pay it off well, but, like, I don't really... I, I, I don't know. I... I never really liked that Sixth Sense movie that much, and I get too much of the Sixth Sense with that. You know what I mean? Like, if if they pay it off well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's super necessary, <laughs> but maybe it is to tie everything together, and I just don't realize the like gravity of it. Like, you think she's it. a ghost? Yeah, I mean, if he says that she's dead and she's been a ghost all the time, you ha- that's what I wrote. If Molly's dead, are other characters dead? How is she talking to other people? Maybe the whole town is dead. Yeah, I guess. But I I, I just don't even know. It adds such a giant cloud or like... Yeah, you wrote what in capital (laughs) Like, it adds a whole kind of like... Okay, so what the fuck? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, now it has me wondering... Because the way he was talking, like, are the kid and Henry somehow the same person? Mm -hmm. Is the kid... (sighs) Yeah. So, you and I are both feeling feeling very Mike-like right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, okay, you're just adding more mystery on... Like, Uh... if it is just to add more mystery to the story, I don't like it. Like, if it doesn't pay off, I don't like it. But you gotta think it is going to. It's had... It's head against the wall, frustrating. Like, I just want to bang my head. Yeah, especially since we only have two episodes left. And you drop this shit at the end? I know. What does this mean? So, he says, I was there, out there in the woods. That's where you died. What does that mean? Yeah. But at the same time, we did get uh, some kid information in that the kid told Henry he was in the basement. He saved him from a basement. That's more than we've gotten at all up to this point. So, like, we finally actually got a tiny bit of background from the kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which he did nothing, none of that for us before. Um, I feel like this whole town's in some weird kind of loop. And the same thing is just going to keep happening over yeah. and over and over until whoever the hero is, because I'm not even sure who that is at this point, somehow stops it. Yeah. Did we... I, I can't remember if we mentioned this or not. Did we mention that Gordy, the kid, not the kid, kid, but the kid from where the kid goes and visits, I'd mm-hmm. say the kid a lot. He goes and visits that house and there's like that birthday scene. Is that Gordy from, is that Gordon? I don't know. See what I'm saying? Like, I kind of felt like that was the, that they pieced that together. I don't know if I that's mean, true Gordy, or not. I mean, Gordy, Gordon is not that, like, well, you, but he, they do use Gordon in the Stephen King universe. Like he, that's a character of his and something else. I yeah. can't remember what stand by me or whatever. Maybe the body. Um, but I feel like it's maybe such, they it's were such trying a random to say that. name. Yeah. So why wouldn't they be the same person? I feel like it has to be. So we got, I maybe got that tied up. I, we're still questioning it, of course, but 
You have to question everything on the show now. Because if she's so dead, does- then, like you said, potentially everyone's fucking dead. Yeah. Especially Pangborn. <laughs> yeah. He's double yeah, he's, dead. he's dead. And that couple from this episode. And that dog. And a lot of CEOs. I, like, we could just list all the dead characters if you want to. We just did a lot of There's them. There's more of them than yeah. the live characters. The dog. Oh, R.I.P. dog. Mm. Lacey? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I am happy that we got a lot of action in this episode, though. Like, a lot of shit happened, at least. Oh, yeah, for sure. It uh, was not boring. Especially after losing Pangborn. Like, it's more of a things are happening episode you know what I mean? it, it made you see how more evil that i guess just the town is itself mm-hmm. or how evil the town can be yeah so i kind of listed the answers that we sort of got and we kind of already addressed this but the gordon thing mm-hmm. kid rescuing henry um alan is for sure dead Lacey's basement and sort of a payoff on the painting thing sort of because like they were put to use at least in this episode and we you know like we see that yeah they're i don't know like you said How sort was, of do you think do you think Lacey was sneaking down art supplies to the cell <laughs> or do you think that he was just painting off of memory no yeah i think he did those at the place so you he, think he was like sneaking all this con- like shit in? Yeah, and he was able to do that because he's he's the, like a fucking ninja. Well, he was going in there overnight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he was sneaking in there when when it was like the night shift and shit like that. And we know their cameras aren't that good. Mm-hmm. And that whole area of the prison was shut down. Yeah, but you would think there'd be like a camera that showed that area yeah. of him just going to every day. Another plot hole. <laughs> So, that's where we left this episode off. Um, and the, we, I don't know, we kind of address everything, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, the only, let's see, cat noises, Venom, still firmly in the lead. He extended it even further today. Yep. He got the a, other cats were very polite. He got three more. Uh, I feel like I could have added more slashes for him because yeah. he, he interrupted me many more times right. than that. But. Um. Uh-oh. Now we have cat eating. <laughs> Who's that? Is it Fatty? I can't see from here. Oh, it's Kinsley. Oh, Kinsley. <laughs> Coming in at the end. Um, okay, so the only thing we have left to do. Oh, we have two things left to do. Church Creed uh, Memorial Award for audience participation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I think I'm going to give that one to Corey this week. Because he gave us some Easter egg stuff before, and then he did it again this episode with the Dark Tower thing, which really gets me in the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Corey, well done. Congratulations. Um, if you would like me to mail it to you, give me your mailing address and I will do so. Uh, I also hand-delivered last week's to Jared. Was he impressed, happy, excited? Is he going to frame it? Uh, I think all of those things combined. <laughs> Great. Awesome. As you can see from the photo, he looks super enthused. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing is the teaser. So, Debbie, explain to me what the teaser for next episode is, please. I watched it. Yeah? I watched it twice. Okay. 
I didn't write anything down. Is that different from before? Have, have no, I normally watched? I normally have to watch it several times, but normally after I watch it the second time, I can like grab some pieces from what's coming next. But it was just so much of flashing and throwing at you that I don't even know what to say about what's because I'm not even sure. So you can't give me anything. I <sighs> just that there's lots of flashing. Is it stuff we've seen before or new stuff? It's like both. Okay. But it's intermingled and, you know, how you just never know out of context what any of that shit means. So there's no way you can explain to me any of I'm it. I'm still confused. I really don't know. <laughs> should and, and I watch I, it or should I not watch it? No, I just say don't. Don't even bother? Don't even bother. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, before we leave, I do want to mention, finally, mm-hmm. I was at Slackers at the Mall picking up some comic books over the weekend. As one does. As one does, in the bargain bin, where it should not be, by the way. No. DVD. And I feel like it's just because they had an abundance of them is why this ended up in the bargain bin. The Tom Hanks vehicle, The Green Mile. Mm. This is a Castle Rock production. And uh, it's a fantastic movie. And Corey is now qualified to win this. <gasps> Hopefully, he still owns a DVD player. Because <laughs> if he wins, he'll get two. Until further notice. We'll see mm-hmm. if he gets more than that. And you said this was the widescreen edition? Yes, this is the widescreen from the director of the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, rated R. It's rated R? Yeah. Why is it rated R? Oh, because Violence, of the rape. language, sex-related material. Oh, he does have sex with his wife. I oh. forget. After after uh, he gets cured mm-hmm. with his um, uh, peeing problems. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, he gets a little sexy time with his wife. I forgot about that. Well, I may just watch this again before <laughs> somebody wins it. Next week, though, is the last opportunity opportunity you have to qualify yes. because we have to do the drawing in week 10. Yes. So... Please contribute if you haven't already, even if you have already. Contribute again. Do it again. We love it. And I gave a lot of homework for our listeners on this Yeah, on exactly. This so you guys got things to do. Do some research. We don't have time to. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. See you next time, Debbie. Bye. 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 Bye.